In Luke chapter 9, Jesus said to them, Who do people say that I am? And they answered various responses. And then they said, Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then right on the heels of that, he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be killed and be raised the third day. And in verse 23, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words... Of him, the Son of Man, will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's house and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Jesus is imparting to them his instruction about being a follower of Christ. And... He said to them, if any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Imagine if you had a house next door to you that had been vacant for quite some time and dilapidated to a certain degree, and you you heard that someone was bought the house or renting the house. Anyway, you saw someone moving into it and you'd think, what's going on there? So you go over and you, and you visit with them and, and they say, well, we've, I've really fallen on some hard times and I know this isn't the greatest place to live, but, uh, we'll make it work. And, and you said, um, so what is it you do? And he said to you, I'm a financial advisor. Really, where do you work? Well, I, I, I don't have a job right now, but um, if you ever need any financial advice, I'd be happy to give it to you. You'd probably say, mark that off. That's never going to happen, right? The reality is, the picture is we are the one in a dilapidated house, without a job, have made many, many mistakes. How many mistakes have you made in your life? We maybe should ask, how many mistakes have you made in your life that you haven't blamed someone for? That'd get the number down to a little more manageable number. But the reality is, how many mistakes have we made this last week? But you know what? We we have all this dilapidated failure, and yet we want to be the ones in control. We want to be the ones giving the advice. We want to be the ones running our own life. And Jesus said, it is impossible to follow him without dying to self without moving self off the throne of our heart. It is impossible. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. D. 
Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, When Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Dying to self is a prerequisite to following Christ. It's involved in, in this aspect. What a joy it is to hear of these in Brazil that have come to know Christ as personal Savior. But what they've had to do to follow Christ, they can't say, Christ, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow self and I'm gonna follow you. No. They have to say, I have to break with self. It is a prerequisite to following Christ. Every person is adverse to dying to self. We yet today, even, I don't care how long you've been saved, we have an aversion to dying to self. It may not be quite as blatant and obnoxious as the guy that went out to play golf early one morning. His wife became concerned when into the evening... And nighttime, he had not returned home for dinner. It wasn't until about midnight when he came through the front door exhausted. And, and she said, where in the world have you been? He said, I've been playing golf. But that was 18 hours ago. What happened? She, he said, you'll have to understand, I was having the best game of my life. I was two under par on the seventh tee when Charlie had a heart attack and died. And his wife said, 18 hours? He said, you don't understand. After that, I had to hit the ball and drag Charlie. Hit the ball and drag Charlie. Now that's the epitome of living for self. But do you understand in our life, We have an aversion to give up our dreams, our desires, our goals. We have an aversion that that drives us away from it. And, And once you're saved, self doesn't just automatically get sanctified and say, Hey, I'm now in on this. I I want Christ. We live in a society... We hear the term secular humanism, but let's just break it down. Secular, literally the word means denoting attitudes, activities, or other things that have no religious or spiritual basis. Secular, nothing to do with God. Humanism, which is a worship of man, the elevation of man. So nothing to do with God and the focus on man. That's right down our alley. That's right what we want. God gives me guilt, self. I think I know what I want. I think I know what will make me happy. Let's give everything that that we desire. So our whole culture is encouraging and feeding this. Every one of us has an aversion to dying to self. And because of that, that aversion is based in this truth. Dying to self is relinquishing control. It's setting aside our desires and it's moving away from self-centeredness. The word deny that Jesus used here 
is the same word that spoke of Peter's denials of Jesus Christ. It means to repudiate, to renounce, to disown. Jesus wasn't talking about denying ourselves a little pleasure. He wasn't talking about, I, I love to eat chocolate anytime, but I especially like to eat some chocolate after I preach. I don't know, it's just an excuse for me to eat chocolate. I don't always get to do it. Denying self isn't saying, okay, today I'm not going to eat chocolate today after I preach. That isn't what he really was talking about. It's talking about self is in control. It's not just denying some little pleasure that we may have. It's, it's the renunciation of, I am not going to live for selfish interests, and I am going to embrace Christ and his kingdom. My life is for him. Self-denial means turning away from the idolatry of self-centeredness and every attempt to orient one's life by the dictates of self-interest. I don't know. I've never found who wrote these these, um, seven laws of dying to self. But, But let me just share with you. When you are forgotten or neglected or purposely set at naught and you don't sting and hurt with the insult or the oversight, but your heart is happy being counted worthy to suffer for Christ, that is dying to self. When your good is evil spoken of, when your wishes are crossed, your advice disregarded, your opinions ridiculed, and you refuse to let anger rise in your heart, or even defend yourself, but take it all in patient, loving silence, that is dying to self. When you lovingly and patiently bear any disorder, any irregularity, any impunctuality, or any annoyance, when you can stand face to face with waste, folly, extravagance, spiritual insensibility, and endure it as Jesus endured it, That is dying to self. I already know. We're already making excuses. I am not going to stand in the face of waste and and not say something about... I mean, I know. I'm I'm there. You you only hear it this morning. I've had all... I should have known this week. God's leading to, to speak on dying to self. I should know by now. I've been preaching all these years that, okay, he's going to put me in it. So there I am thrust into dying to self, and I'm not dying to self very well. And God says, you better start practicing what you preach. I know how we like to squirm around these things. I'm, I'm not going to, they ought to be punctual, and I'm trying to teach them. You need to teach your kids that, but when somebody else is impunctual and you become angry and upset, you get on my agenda. You haven't died to self. We haven't died to self. Did you see Jesus going around stomping, throwing things, kicking things? Good night, disciples. I've been here at this ship waiting for you. No, you didn't see Jesus doing that. When you are content with any food, any offering, any raiment, any climate, any society, any solitude, and interruption by the will of God, that is dying to self. 
Sometimes we don't eat meat and potatoes. We eat this, what's that? Starts with a Q. I, can't, I don't even want to retain the name in my mind. Quinoa. Or there's another one. What? Cuckoo. It's cuckoo. <laughs> and in my spirit, I think, What's wrong with meat and potatoes? And in my spirit, I eat this stuff and I think, gee, you might as well eat styrofoam. <laughs> but if I let it, I have not died to self. When you never care to refer to yourself in a conversation or to record your own works or itch after commendation, when you can truly love to be unknown, that is dying to self. When you can see your brother prosper and have his needs met, and can honestly rejoice with him in spirit, and feel no envy nor question God, while your own needs may be far greater and in desperate circumstances, that is dying to self. When you can receive correction and reproof from one of less stature than yourself and can humbly submit inwardly as well as outwardly, finding no rebellion or resentment rising within you, that is dying to self. We all have an aversion toward that. And dying to self is relinquishing that control, setting aside our desires and moving away from self-centeredness. Dying to self is a continual battle that Christ has called us to. The verb senses that he used in Luke chapter 9, and he mentions it in Matthew, he mentions it in Mark, all indicate that denying self and taking up one's cross are basic decisions that result in a life of continual following Jesus in continually dying to self. That's why Paul said, I die daily. That's why John said, he must increase, but I must decrease. The goal of death to self is not to be some martyr. It's not to, to give the impression that, look at me, I am beating down self. The goal of death to self is fellowship with God. Not that self is on the throne. I want to remove self so that I can know you, God, that you are all there is. And to us it sounds like a negative Dying to self, that's a negative. Jesus said, it's a positive. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whosoever dies to self, he says, finds his life. We, we never really start living Until we learn to die to self. Thomas Akempis says, The more a man dies to himself, the more he begins to live unto God. George Mueller, who was 
known for his great faith and ministry to the orphans in the 19th century in England, was asked the secret of his fruitful service for the Lord. He said, there was a day when I died, literally died. And as he spoke, he bent lower and lower until he he almost touched the floor. And he said, I died to George Mueller. I died to his opinions, his preferences, his tastes, and his will. I died to the approval or blame even of my brethren and friends. And since then, I have studied to show myself only approved unto God. Charles Spurgeon said, I have now consecrated all my prayers into one, that I may die to self and live wholly to him. Think of that. The the prince of preachers said, "I've, I've consecrated all my prayers into one that I may die to self and live wholly to, for him. D.L. Moody, let God have your life. He can do more with it than you ever can. Who are we going to for financial advice? The guy that doesn't have a job, that doesn't have a place to live, that has made mistake after mistake after mistake. Who are we going to let run our life? The goal is fellowship with God. Alexander McLaren said, Flagrant vice or blatant sin is not needed to kill the real life. Clean, respectable selfishness does the work very efficiently. It's not some flagrant sin that robs us of our life. Clean, respectable selfishness does the work sufficiently. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bring to the heart and life of each of us today where self is truly ruling. Lord, There's not a one of us here today that does not have evidences of self-ruling in our life. And I pray that we would come to know abundant life as only you can give it as we learn to die to self. Lord, may, may it be our prayer, even as it was Charles Spurgeon's, that we may die to self and live wholly to you. Lord, I, I pray today if there are any that have, have never placed their faith and trust in you for salvation, that today would be the day that they say no to self And submit to you to follow you by faith. And then, Lord, I pray for every believer here today that we would see that we cannot follow you without continually dying to self. Lord, help us to see our hearts as you do. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.